Jesus opens the Sermon on the Mount by naming those who are blessed in the reign of God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of our Lord. What do we owe one another? What do we owe one another for righteous living, living together in society, building a healthy, merciful, just society that points to the realm of God? Jesus has called his first four disciples and traveling about Galilee with them has been teaching, healing, and proclaiming the good news of God's realm. Crowds follow him. His reputation, thus far good, precedes him. And now he takes his disciples up a mountain to teach them. We are told that a crowd has followed but what he says is intended mainly for these four. Eavesdropping is okay, but as his disciples, his students, these four are not just to sit by and passively take in what their rabbi says. They are also responsible for talking back, asking questions. This is actively listening, engaging with the spoken word. Imagine yourself taking the place of one of these four, receiving instruction from Jesus, turning over in your mind his words, asking him questions that clarify and expand on what he has just said. In Matthew's Gospel, these next three chapters, five through seven, are what we call the Sermon on the Mount. New Testament scholar Amy Jill Levine says the Sermon on the Mount was probably not a distinct sermon given once, more likely because Jesus was an itinerant preacher. This is a collection of some of his greatest hits that he taught all over. And for the sake of narrative cohesiveness, Matthew's writer put it all together as one. You can, not right now, but you can at some point compare these three chapters with Luke's much shorter Sermon on the Plain, which you can find in chapter 6, verses 29 through 49, 20 through 49. 
as I said, though, not right now. Now, as organized by Matthew's writer, this sermon is the first of five discourses or speeches that Jesus gives in his gospel. And this is the ethical discourse. And that doesn't mean ethical dilemmas or decision-making, like that old trolley problem that results in the death of innocence, whatever you choose. Because apparently in that thought problem, nobody knows enough to not play on train tracks. But anyway, Matthew's ethical discourse is focused on the practice of living as oriented towards the realm of heaven and the will of God. So how are we to live with one another to build and nurture a society that points us to or lives into that realm of God? What is God's will for all of humanity, for all of God's creation? This first portion that we read today is well known. It's what we call the Beatitudes. And a Beatitude is a blessing. Now, some of these blessings we don't usually think of as blessings, like mourning. But mourning is a blessing, and kind of a second blessing, even, because we mourn loss. We mourn for those who have died, whom we loved, and love is a blessing. Now, as I said before, it's still annual meeting season, and like we had one last week, we've got one today. So this is another shorter sermon, and I'd really like to take this content and dig into it for a while. But thinking about blessings bestowed for the good of all, in our context of readying ourselves for this new year, how are we living as a congregation as a community of faith that shows our orientation towards the will of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is blessed are those who recognize the gap between haves and have-nots, who see what is and what should be, who have the humility to recognize how they benefit from the help of others and recognize that they are part of systems that invite them to pay it forward and help those whom they can. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you remember our first Advent Mother, Tamar? She sought and achieved justice for herself her dead husband, and ultimately even her justice-denying father-in-law. Her pursuit of righteousness, of justice, points us to her distant descendant who teaches us the importance of righteousness here in one of the most famous speeches of Christian scripture. Blessed are the merciful. Do you remember our second Advent mother, Rahab? She showed mercy to spies in her city, and her show of mercy was rewarded with mercy for her and her kin. Mercy begets mercy. Another of Jesus' ancient ancestors, she points to him and his teaching of what it is to be his disciple. Righteousness. 
mercy. These are two of the virtues abundantly lived by ancient outsider ancestors who mothered Jesus that he now teaches as key discipleship virtues for following him. Dr. Levine, talking about the Beatitudes, about how they are blessings, says, when we hear that we are blessed, we should hear as well a sense of responsibility, a blessing given, a talent bestowed, if unappreciated and unused, is wasted. In this new year of congregational life, and as always, let us give thanks for our blessings and share them abundantly so that we live into their fullness for the good of all God's creation. Amen.